What? Did we just become best friends? Yeah! One is a t-shirt queen, and the other is an SEO and web developing ninja. And both of these squirrels are a little nuts. You're now listening to the More Gooder Ideas Podcast, a show for the small business hustlers worldwide, encouraging you to be your most authentic self. This is the place where your whole story matters. Come for the tips and stay for the fun. Now, your hosts, Angie Patterson and Jay Smith. All right, we are recording. Hello, I'm Angie. And I'm Jay. This is the More Gooder Ideas podcast. We're going to do an intro this time. And now we're starting. (laughs) And here it is. (laughs) You're welcome. Here's the podcast. Yep. This is it. I already forgot just then when I was like, start recording, because I have something important to say. <laughs> I got I've got something important to say. Okay, please do. And this is just, I don't even know how to frame what I'm about to say. But one of my nerdy things that's always driven me nuts is lazy marketing and advertising. Okay. Or ineffective. Because I grew up in a time where there was there was TV shows and, and you know, like the, the advertising executive was like the thing. Like, and then we've all seen Mad Men, things like that. And, you know, you see all the money that's poured into advertising and marketing and all the effort and all that. Especially after the Super Bowl, which will be a Precisely. couple weeks Precisely. Gone. And we, you know, that was just last weekend. And sure enough, it was the Super Bowl that, that got my kind of my nerd rage. I was... <laughs> And you know, and I mention it, and I mention it to Susan. She's like, "Why do you give a shit?" I'm like, "Because <laughs> if you're gonna, if you've got a team of people, and and I say this anytime I see a commercial that's just like, who approved that? Who? There's a whole table. Mm. And yeah, and and so I was like, okay, so it's it's the nerd rope commercial. Okay, and it's, all right. Ner- you're talking about like the candy, yes, right? Nerd a bag ropes. of candy that's like a gummy stick dipped in nerds, yeah. right? Nerds. It's been around since we were ten. Um, but the whole commercial was a play on Flashdance. Okay, I like Flashdance. You do. Was Are you the nerds? target market for fucking nerd rope? No. Okay, I see. Now I get the point. And they now. even right. had Jennifer, what's her name, in the commercial. Really? You How know? much did they have to pay? To I have don't that broad come up. I don't there. know, probably fifty bucks more than me. But 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 <laughs> she might be desperate. Beside the point. If you're sitting around, the first question is, who is our market? Who's our target market? And I could be missing the point altogether. I know flash dance is a part of the cultural zeitgeist. Most people know the scene where you lean back the chair and you pull shit down and you get sprayed I'm with so crap. Excited. Is, is that, that from Flash that, Dance? I don't fucking know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know anymore. It's 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 multi. I wasn't even okay. I was not even nerds market age when that movie came out. I wasn't mm. even old enough to watch the movie when when I was eating. So it was really hitting on like or missing on multiple marks for you, right? And now you know it was a CGI generated big old blobby something, and he was running around. All the nerds were running around, and then he sprayed himself with all the nerds, and it was gross. Yeah, it was a little bit. Uh, it was a little bit suggestive, but I was just watching. I was like. Anybody who actually saw that movie when it was a big deal is 60. They don't give a fuck about no, nerds. They can't buying... even eat nerds, probably. Right. Now, they might buy it for their grandkids, but they are not going to $3 million for a 30-second spot spend money on it. Mm. And I just don't know, is that an oversight? Is it intentional? Is, is, is Do people still think that that is so culturally relevant 
that it hits. And I know a lot of people understand that scene because it's been redone and redone and redone time and time and time again. But, but to even go further and have the actress in the commercial where it's like people in their 60s and 70s like, oh, yeah. I'm going to go get a nerd rope? No, they're not. Yeah, and they probably haven't even seen Flashdance in like 25 or 30 years. 40. I mean, how old is that movie? I don't know, but it's old because I was a, I was a yeah. kid. I was too young to see it when it came out. Let me ask you this. Do you think that's kind of just like maybe uh, like a shot in the dark because television advertising is not the biggest advertising in the game now as far as like know. where it goes with social media yeah. and influencers and sure. stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think there's think... A kind of a bigger issue there. Well, I just, I just, yeah, I don't think there's as much de resources devoted to it for sure. I couldn't tell you one commercial. I can tell you a commercial that was phenomenal. Michael Sarah with CeraVe. CeraVe. That was, <laughs> I am CeraVe. That was brilliant that's the only super bowl commercial i've seen and i didn't even realize it was a super bowl commercial yeah. i thought it was like a saturday night live skit or that something was, that was pure brilliance that i was... haven't heard any i haven't seen any i haven't seen anybody talking about oh, yeah. you know usually they'll be like the little things here's the best ones or what i haven't seen anybody even talking about yeah it. nobody that's the funny thing i noticed that a year or two ago where you know the super bowl happens and then because people need content for linkedin or marketing they'll start breaking down all the ads and talking about this and that and this and that. But in reality, nobody cares about the Super Bowl the minute it's over. Mm. Like, name last year's Super Bowl teams. It was the Kansas City Chiefs and the um, the one the other brother plays on <laughs> because the brothers were against each other, which I have a whole theory about that <laughs> oh, if no, we're don't. talking. Oh, don't, let's God, not no. talk about Please the Super don't. Bowl. Let's <laughs> not talk about so, the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then, of course, uh, the other thing – was um, for whatever reason, I guess now it's a big deal to ask everyone's opinion about the halftime show. Because that that's came... always been a big deal. Has it? That's I... always been a big deal okay. because it's either like everybody loves it, which was last year. That's when it was Snoop Dogg. Was and that Dr. last year? I Dr. can remember if that was last year or the year before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, was, that was really good. It was all the like you know old school yeah. California hip hop thing. Yeah. Or everybody hates it. Right. I don't think there's ever like a middle or it's completely forgettable and nobody has any feelings about it because nobody even like remembers that it I, existed. Uh, I, I unfortunately overheard, and this is another nerd rage thing where people, because of their own limited experience and their own strong opinions, say things with absolute authority as if. So somebody was kind of downing Usher because they don't like Usher, which is fine, whatever. I guess. But then they said. <laughs> But then they're talking to someone else, like, yeah, one hit wonder. I was like, hold the fuck. What? what? <laughs> I was like, just because you. No, 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 right? no. You're no. not even, I said, were you alive in the early 2000s? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that's where they really get you is with the nostalgia, right? right. So, So just like the Dr. Dre. So do you think those 40 minutes were one song? Oh, my gosh. I mean, that was my entire, like, middle school and high school. That was my playlist. And, right. like, I had so many people texting me and being like, oh, my gosh, did you remember blah, blah, blah? That's what it made me think of when Ludacris came out. Yeah. Or then Lil John came out. You remember that summer we went hey, to Hey, Lil Myrtle? John is Jack now. Lil John is the man yeah, and has always be, been the man. He used to be a runt. Um, so, anyways, I, I think that's – if they really hit it out of the ballpark when they do something nostalgic and it was kind of like that next generation, like last year was a certain generation. It was still nostalgic for me, but I was sure. much younger. Well, the, I mean, the, this Super Bowl Super Bowl. Has, the Super Bowl has everyone watching too. So, you you know, 
And the people who are spending money would remember yeah. when Usher was was hidden. And also, I think they chose Usher because a lot of the people that love Taylor Swift are the same kind of people that love uh, early to mid-2000s sure. pop music. You think they wind <laughs> up the Super Bowl halftime because Taylor Swift was going to be You said you didn't want to talk about Super Bowl conspiracies. I don't. I don't. So not anymore. Let's not get into it. <laughs> I've been kicking around the idea. Of starting our own cult. Yes. However, doing it methodically, and there's there's aspects to it, of course, because you know it being the wise ass that I am, it, it's natural. It's just a natural habit pattern to fall into. It's like, okay, first we have to pick some sort of acolyte or some sort of of dead person or spirit <laughs> that we that we you know that we aspire to that we're you know okay. that's part of our thing. Right. And of course, in my head, it's like, oh, Kool Aid Man or oh, Randy Macho Man Savage or. <laughs> But then I'm thinking, well, then I'm not taking this exercise seriously and I'm just doing a bit. Yeah. Which there's a million of on Spotify or whatever. If we intentionally want to really go down this this path. Real people in. Yeah. So I looked up a list. <laughs> and it's on WikiHow. How to start a cult? Yeah. It's five things. Um, center your cult around an obsession that can help and benefit others in the long run. So if you do listen to cultish, culty pod, and cultish is a podcast. It's a really, really, really good one. Um, but if you listen to podcasts about cults, many of them started with a benefit, whether that was their intent or not. That's what they purport on the outward side. Right. They, this is to improve the world. This is to help. This, this is to help that. It's so we would make have to you figure a better out, person, right? Or whatever. So we have to determine what fits within our personality and the way we do things and the way we interact with people. You know, it has to be, it has to fit and we can't say, all right, we're going to have a cult around making you a better guitar player because neither of us can fucking play guitar. Um, although many cults are led by people who can't possibly do the things that they want other people to do. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, you know, there's a side to every coin. There's right. two sides. <laughs> right. But I also don't want to hang around with a bunch of wannabe guitar players because no. that sounds like literally sounds terrible. I've heard Wonderwall before. <laughs> I don't need to. <laughs> oh, Wonderwall. Oh, yeah. All right, you missed the three years that I tried to teach myself guitar, and Crazy Train was the only. <laughs> yep, Crazy Train. That one hook. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> 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 yep, that's it. That's it. I got it. It's nailed. Nailed it. What's next? <laughs> now I got to buy acoustic guitar. <laughs> Thank God for guitar here. So hero, I can do right? unplugged. Yep. <laughs> unplugged crazy train. <laughs> boing, 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 boing. Oh my God. So we have to figure out an obsession that can help or benefit others in the long run. What is our cult about? <sighs> what is the point? What is going to draw people in and bring them together where they have different mindsets and ideas about things and bring them together under this umbrella? Entrepreneurship? Okay. I mean, that's kind of already our passion now, right? Sure. I mean, because I think originally when you talked to me about this podcast, it was about interviewing entrepreneurs, sure. right? And getting to know them. Um, Since then, it's devolved into us just blabbing about <laughs> bullshit to each other. <laughs> Telling people what to do, which we said o we'd never do. Occasionally, some sucker lets us into their business so we can blab at them about yeah, our bullshit. Yeah, or hear them blab. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's something... I feel like, and maybe you do too, it's like once you kind of do it, you don't really ever want to go and work for oh, anybody no. else ever again. It's no. how can I make this work for the rest of my life? Yes. 
So um, I would say that's, you know, but that's about as passionate as you can get about something. Yeah. Okay. And it's and it's vague enough that we could get lots of different kinds of people in, you know. True. But I think in order for it to be effective, you have to have some sort of homogeneity, if that's a word, it's not. But there has to be there has to be common bonds among the people because it's not just, I mean, entrepreneurship, like that's all of LinkedIn Um, or whatever Um, Etsy, you know, but there has to be other aspects to it that are common bonds, you know, like Miranda, Mm -hmm. Caitlin. And if I look around at the people that we resonate with Miranda, Caitlin, Amanda, there are similarities, you know, there, there is, there are some common threads that move between these businesses, Arnie's Barbershop, yeah. Um, where they're nothing's, you know, they're all very, very independent businesses. They're all very unique in what they do. They all have a very, very unique voice. Well, you know, I would say the thing that really links them all together is is the the strength and bravado, if you will, of their brand voice. I I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. That's if if you know if they were to have booths set up at any random vendor event you would know exactly who that is i was just thinking when we were talking about like having a home party i'm like you could have arnie's there and they like freshen your man up while you're uh, over here getting cute pictures made that's, by caitlin but i mean that's yeah. that's the thing is like in my mind we're all a little bit more similar than maybe somebody who doesn't know every business would think i agree so okay i think we gotta clean it up a little bit it's, it's, I mean, no, I mean, it's just a little nebulous right now. Um, but I think if we were to start a cult, that's definitely a good. If this is all hypothetical. Your eye is twitching <laughs> while you're saying that. Why is your eye? It's like a SpongeBob kind of like <laughs> squibbered. <laughs> it's, it's crazy out here in the entrepreneurial world. <laughs> That's crazy. All righty. Okay. Next, we have to organize our cult by picking a leader, creating rules, finding a place to gather, and developing a slogan. Well, obviously, we're the leaders. That's a lot of fucking work. We're the leaders. Are we going to have co-leaders? Well, you know, a lot of, most cults really do. When you kind of dive into the background, there's, I don't want to say like a puppet and a puppet master. Like LuLaRoe. But there's the face, right? <laughs> right? And then there's the person right here doing this. Not that this person isn't doing it back, but like right. there's there, almost always more than one like person. Like the Sith. There's Can a I, master. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's kind of a master student type situation, but there's always two. Right. Until the... the At least yeah, two. Until the trainee murders their master. Then something happens. And right. a lot of times that's... In most cults uh, also. Most cults also. There's a rift. Or one of the leaders dies, mm-hmm. and things start to fray, mm-hmm. and then that's like, not going to happen to us, though. It never happens. No, no. <laughs> no. And then uh, carefully evangelize about your cult and gradually grow your membership. That's easy. I feel like we've—that's where we started from with our cult. Right. <laughs> that's true. We're 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 ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we're doing our doing it backwards a little but bit. But that gives us a good foundation to already build from. We already have that foundation. We've already got yeah. those connections. Now all we need to do is slowly envelop and tendril, whatever, anyway. And then uh, continue to focus on the object of your cult's obsession and how it can benefit others' lives. This is not how to start a cult. This is, this is way too nice. 
I feel like they're being really PC about it. They are, yeah. WikiHow is its own cult. (laughs) Here's Crime Reads, how to start your cult in five easy steps. Pick a leader. Boom. It's us. Done. Uh, Make it fun. I think we're fun. Make it fun. Could your cult members whip themselves until they bleed, cut their own skin, and then eat some of those same pieces of skin? Sure. But how many people will come back for seconds? (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. We're not going to abuse you. That's We're not going to physically abuse you in any way if you want to be a part of this cult. No, no. um, No hazy. And well, that's where it becomes, that's where this, you know, this, this, this idea, like, where does it, where does it skirt the line? Right. Because in order to qualify as an actual cult, probably it needs to be a little harmful. So I would say what our passion is. Is it's not just entrepreneurship, it's connecting other entrepreneurs to build those relationships that propel both businesses forward. Mm. Right? So now, now, now think of that through the lens of the people that we've already talked to Amanda, Miranda, um, Caitlin, you know, people who already the what she called the baby gang. You keep, I never heard her say baby. I don't know why you keep something, baby bubble. (laughs) She did, I swear. Okay. I could have I could be having a golden alert moment. I don't know. <laughs> it happens. I just You do the thing where it cuts in and the screen's like kind of fuzzy, you yeah. know, and it shows her saying <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm too lazy to be going showing need evidence. Somebody to edit these for mm, us. Yeah. I have great ideas for editing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean I think that's what like you know, if we wanted to go you know, through the list, you know, like Caitlin, for example, like her whole business is built on elevating her customer. And I yeah. mean, I can't tell you how many things she does for me as far as like the business is concerned. Hey, and I think everybody we've talked to, it's not it's not ghoulish in that they're thinking of ways, well, if I help this person get their sign up, it's they're going to drive people to my booth. It's it's that mentality of giver's gain. It's mm-hmm. the more I help and the more I provide, the more positivity comes back to me. And it's it's reality. It yeah. really does work. Yes. And especially if you are, you know, selling your product or your service locally, mm. those connections become a lot more meaningful and the potential of them becoming profitable sure. increases exponentially. Yeah, when when we were, you know, we were talking actually the three women running the booth where they were weaving tinsel into ladies' hair, all three of them work at the home of the innocents. Really? Yeah. But they're they're yeah. therapists. They're actual therapists. So they didn't even know the people I know there. Wow. And so I was talking to them about it and all that. And then of course I started talking about like this is really cool. And they're making good money. Yeah. And I said, You got have you been to Flea Off before? You should definitely go to Flea. I said, There's nothing like this there. Mm-hmm. And she said, Oh no, I'll have to check that out. Why am I there pumping flea off market? I don't sell there. I don't because I'm connected to you who's there. And the better that market gets, the better you do and the better they would do because I've got immediate affinity for them knowing that they work at the home of the innocents. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's not, it's not so I can say, look how smart I am. You should do this. It's. Or I like what you're doing and I want other people that I like to see what you're doing. Same. And this is someplace I go. Because I told the, I told the lady I with the hats the same thing that had the hat press thing, and they were that booth was cranking. Yeah. Um. And I told her the same thing. I said, "Have you done fully off?" She goes, "I did it once. It was." Nothing. I said, "I said if you hit a bad weather day, yeah." But I said, for the most part, I said, "There's nothing like this there." Yeah. Matter of fact, the only hats I ever see there are just kind of like 
uh, used, you know, vintage hats. Um, like, well, like that cowboy hat I got that was, yeah. that was there, but there's nobody with new, new hats really. Yeah. So, you know, you hear people say, I would never get tricked into it, but then you hear what they're, what kind of the upfront message is sure. without all the backstory. And you're like, I do want that. Well, I would like that knowledge right. or that community or whatever it may be. I could see how I would get sucked into that. Well, people, a lot of people who end up in those situations because they don't have a community, they don't have. You know, they don't, they don't. Or they're looking for something different. Yeah, they're looking, yeah. Or they leave, you know, a lifetime in a church or they, or a big family situation. They move to a new area. They don't have any community. And sometimes any community is, you know, really fills a, fills a a void. Yeah. And cults, for lack of a better term, it's, they, they fill that void pretty well. Yeah. And, and love bombing, a term that we have, that's, that's a cult term. That's a cult term. There's others. Oh, now I'm starting to remember. I can't remember what they are. Where like, like they, you know, you get in a circle and everybody screams at you about how terrible you are or something. Like, We're not have, ever going to do oh, that God, here. No, I can't yell at people. I'll cry. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> like that. We will put you in a circle and yell about how great you are, though. That's a love bomb. Yeah. <laughs> That's love bombing. But then we don't turn around and use it against you. We just keep doing it to keep building you up. Okay. So. Maybe that's what we call the cult, the love bomb. The love bomb. <laughs> that's our catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> that's not. It's... And then our logo is like the mushroom cloud, but it's like sparkly and, oh. and pink. Okay. Get it? That's good. That's a great yeah, idea. I like it. Uh. I, don't like, I don't hate it. That should be a t-shirt design, honestly. I'm about to drop a love bomb on you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this episode is going to be just one of those. We're having too much fun. We are. That's the thing. And you're along for the ride <laughs> if you're still here. You're in the cult now, so yeah. you can't leave now. So you you definitely need to come up with t-shirts. Oh, for sure. And these are t-shirts that you don't sell and that we wear whenever we're at an event. And people are like, what's that t-shirt? Oh, we don't. We give them to people. Yeah. These are only gifted. We say weird prayers over them before we give them to people. So it's like voodoo. (laughs) It goes home with you. Love sprinkles. (laughs) 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 We we spit on them? Is that what we do? No, 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 no. And just to clarify, Sandy Pants Customs never spits on their apparel (laughs) before they give it to people. (laughs) It's never intended. I mean, I can't guarantee that a little bit of spit hasn't gone on someone. Well, sure. But. If you had one of those like ultra high def cameras, I'm, you know, <laughs> you see when, you know, seeing TV when people sneeze and it's just like an explosion oh, of all that's this like shit in the air. What it's like when my son sneezes. Oh, so. okay. Cool. Yeah. Does he do the old man? Ah! He gives you lots of warning, but you still can't stop him from spraying you it get in everywhere. Yeah. You just have to run. <laughs> Like throw a towel over his head. I tried like doing this oh. and it's just like, you know, oh. it just goes in every direction around me. So mm-hmm. that's nice. He's Sorry. Kind of, okay. Sorry, everybody. Anywho. So um, we haven't really gotten very far. Well, I think I, my original intent was to just take one step, one aspect and go through that during an episode. Who knew who, how good we were going to be at it? We're not. I don't think that's the, <laughs> the takeaway. I don't think we've really. We're kn- basically done now. <laughs> Except it's just us. You need numbers in this. So, situation. so then I guess our next question is: How would we recruit these people? Well, I think we've already kind of started doing that. Yeah. 
Yes. And that's to love bomb them and yes. go in their business and tell them how great they are. Um, shout out to Sean Marie at Arnie's Barber, though. I had my hair cut last week, and she said, you know, I keep listening to make sure you aren't talking shit about us. Not yet. You're going to have to keep listening. To <laughs> Tune find in next out. week when we talk shit about Arnie's Barbershop. I'm looking forward to speaking of recruiting people for our cult. It is coming up on the six month anniversary of oh. us interviewing uh, at Arnie's, our first Already? on-site. Yes. Gosh. And I would love to hopefully coordinate with them to do like a check-in soon because I know they've had went under some changes. Yeah, they've got a new barber. Last time. Yeah, they've got four now. So I would love to hear about... And um, she's painted all the windows with uh, the Valentine's candy heart. Yeah, candy hearts. Yeah. It's so cute. I saw yeah. it on Instagram. Yeah. But I would love to, um, you know, revisit with them what's changed, what's, you know, but also like some of the questions we asked them the first time, maybe they weren't super prepared to answer or maybe their answers have just changed now after a little bit of time and sure. adding somebody new to the team. Um you know, if maybe they still feel the same way they did about certain things as they did six months ago. And I think that's a really good testament, especially as we talk about, like, really refining our businesses, um, you know, to talk about other people's changes in their business. Because your business can completely change right. in just a couple months. Sure. Not that Arnie's has, but. Right. Um, well, I mean, they've, they've gained 25% more staff. Yeah. That's a big deal. Right. So, um, and it can be intimidating as we talked about before, changing and growing and I met all sorts. I'm just thinking of all sorts of people that I think would be cool to get on the podcast. Um, fly girl candles, I think would be great. There was somebody, oh, the, uh, lovely lady I was next to at woman owned wallet, Galentine's bash, um, was on the show making it with Amy Poehler and, okay. Nick Offerman, um, which I watched that show. His, so I love his making name stuff. is Ron Swanson. Yeah, that's what I always want to say. Leslie um, Nope and Ron Swanson. Yeah, he did. I don't know who this Nick Offerman um, person is. Her stuff was just, I mean. It, what did she sell? Um, she had mainly accessories okay. like jewelry. She had hair clips. Um, but, I mean, it was art. Okay. It was so beautiful, and it was so different than anything I've ever seen. You know, I got all this stuff. <clears throat> and uh, her business is Chromophilia. Chromophilia. Yeah. Cool. So everybody check her out on That's Instagram. That's a good cult name. She had a beautiful setup, but I mean. Was it all chrome? No, it was not all chrome. I'm kind of disappointed. I was ready for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't stand you. It was just hubcaps. Yeah. Um, she is just so, so, so talented. And she was such a pleasant neighbor for a vendor event. As opposed to the chick on the other side. The the brick wall. The brick wall. Oh. <laughs> I thought there was a person. Um, she was great though. So shout out to her business. But I would love to talk to her too because you know, I make stuff. Mm. And so like, I obviously I really love talking to Miranda because she makes stuff, mm -hmm. but I never feel like my stuff is art. Okay. I think we talked about this yeah. with Miranda. We did. Like, I love my stuff, but I don't really like. She specifically said, if it's art to you. I know. It's art. <laughs> Thanks, Miranda. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, this was just like. Her pieces were so inspired. Wow. And unique. And I would love to like 
really just see her studio. Like, set it up. If we could, yeah. <laughs> it's like this is my way of wheedling in to see her process. We just leave little love bomb cards in. Right. Well, and she's also been to the big time. You know yeah. what I mean? As somebody, she who's, met Ron Swanson. Yeah. I mean, as an entrepreneur, to be on like the local news is a big deal. Right. Not to mention. I've been on twice. <laughs> we should get somebody from the local super news duper local though okay. like spectrum one not <laughs> not anything anybody's seen i mean it's a big deal i mean they interviewed me once at the flea off market they didn't even say my name or anything and i'm like everybody watch i'm gonna be on the news so i mean that's that's real big time and that uh you know takes a lot of confidence in what you do sure. and then um i would love to talk to her about kind of what it's like when you come back after something like that. Oh, yeah. And now it's a you're letdown. back in the thick of your business. What does that look like? Right. You know, anyways. So we talked quite a bit in this episode about kind of that mindset shift where you think you're going down this path and you're trying to grow your online business for, for very practical reasons. Um, but one big thing happens, one big day happens, and all of a sudden now all of these other opportunities and all these other options and pathways open up. And it's you really have to be pliable. You have to be ready to pivot into a direction that's going right. And and at some point that direction may not be the right direction or something may blow up with your online store and all of a sudden you have to pivot back over here. Mm -hmm. um, but I think being flexible and not being so rigid in your plans is really, really important. Um, and that's why I asked you those questions because after, after kind of, you know, texting back and forth about Sunday, I had a feeling that that may have kind of started getting those wheels turning like do I really am I because you know you know why you do so well it's you and that is thank you very very difficult to translate online mm -hmm. I mean it yeah you, yeah you do in social media but you're in a sea of billions in social media yeah face to face now you're competing with 20 other people with booths around you yeah and it's it's different yeah so um I started a really strong point there and lost it completely. Be flexible in your business. And it can be scary because... Oh, I remember now. <laughs> I remember now. Yep. All right. No, come bring it back around. No, but what I was saying was this actually ties into where we started at this season. And, and that is the evolution of your business. And it's not a it's not a linear path. It's not a step, do this and we'll do this and we'll do this and we'll do this. Yes, we talked about incorporating AI into, into making your own designs. And we actually just now talked about how to customize, you know, you need to own your designs so you can customize them when you need to for clients. But I think another part of this is recognizing when there's a totally different opportunity and path. And I think uh, by doing an event like um, the Galentine's Bash, um, I, th I think it, it opened your eyes to some more opportunities to grow your local presence. And there are plenty of stores who do very, very well locally. Like you only, I don't remember who said it. You don't need to sell to 3 million people. You can't. That's what I was thinking when I said, turn the mic on. I thought of something good to say. Oh, and okay. look, you see, you just. 35, 39 minutes later. You just always bring it back because you can't be scared of. Um, changing because that's what was my whole goal going into Woman Don't Wallet was to build a relationship with Amanda so that I could potentially sell some items in her store. Mm -hmm. Not that that was like a bad goal or right. whatever, but that should not, knowing what I know now, right? That's not, 
that would be great. Yeah. That's not the value of the relationship though. No, it's completely, that was the last thing on my mind after the sure. event on Sunday was trying to get my shirts into some stores because in my mind, that was what I needed to do. That was the sure. next step. Um, and it did change my perspective on that a little bit. Um, and I need to be confident enough to know, to see that door and run through it mm -hmm. and then tie it back around. Yeah. And when you see the love bomb door open over here at More Gooder Ideas, you should run in by giving us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast, giving us thumbs up and subscribing on YouTube. And Just comment. Just comment. Nice things. <laughs> you're just <laughs> yeah, if you're an asshole, just keep it to yourself. Yeah. We no, don't care. Nobody cares. We're confident here. So right. we don't need to hear it. That's right. Um, and if you are a small business owner listening to this, I would, um, you know, encourage you to be flexible. We've just, you know, spent what a month and a half focusing on our goals for this year. And I have a feeling that a lot of people like are having the same experience as us as we're halfway through February and we're already having to, oh yeah, you know, start the pivot from what our, our idea was of what was going to happen. Sure. Absolutely. So, you want to wrap it up? I'm Angie. And I'm Jay. This is the end of our podcast. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for checking out this episode of The More Gooder Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at More Gooder Ideas and search us up on Facebook, The More Gooder Ideas Podcast. And don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode.